feature presentation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 118 of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, I've ascended from film critic and host to a Twitter influencer with a tweet that has <laughs> just gone completely wild. You know, you're an A24 boy now, just like the best of us. I betrayed yeah, you, Neon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've, uh, you went li- a little viral the other day. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. Comedy legend, Eric Marchin. Yes. Just if you need filmic comedy, you're in the right spot. He'll, he's got the puns. He's got the tweets. He got, what's it at now? 13K or what? Uh, almost. It's at uh, 12.9K. It's no, you know, 300,000, you know, we get likes, it, Matt. You're, or, you're the head honcho. It's no good job, buddy. It was a great tweet. Yes. It was a perfect, the perfect putting two and two together that only your mind could do in the moment. Like right when you saw the men poster, you're like, wait a minute. X came out last week. You made an X-Men reference on the X review, which everyone can go check out right now yep. on Titled Movie Reviews. So it was only natural for you to put that together. And I, I'm proud of you. It was a good tweet. It was a I've, good tweet. I'm retiring after this uh, episode, so we, I've done it. I need you know? a new co-host? Yes, Great. yes you do. <laughs> It'll just be me for two and a half hours every week talking to myself. Um, but today we are going to be giving our Oscars prediction. It's going to be a little bit of a mini episode. Uh, a mini episode for us could be an hour and a half you don't know who knows still could be three Uh, hours it still could be three hours but eric and i are going to specifically this is on friday it's posting probably friday evening uh so you know the lifespan of this podcast is literally like a day and a half because it'll be out of date by sunday night uh but we're gonna we should have done this earlier but we are doing our oscar predictions we're gonna go through each category uh and kind of Eric and I, either together or separate, we haven't talked about how we're even going to do this. We're very professional. Yep. Uh, are going to go through and and predict who we think is uh, is going to win uh, this Sunday. Uh, Eric, what's your hype level at for the Oscars? I know me and you, we we are awards boys. We like we like awards season. We both voted in the Critics Choice Awards, which everyone can go watch our recap episode, which is the uh, or listen the 117th draft where Eric and I go over the critics choice awards winners and then let you guys know if we voted for that person or if we did not, or that movie. Um, some of them we forgot because again, very professional. Uh, but Eric, how are you feeling going into the Oscars on Sunday? I'm excited for it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like, I mean like each mm. season seems to get longer, but over the course of, you know, following it with more than just a casual interest, in terms of what gets nominated, uh, how the season kind of shapes up, because even, you know, during uh, film festival season, we're kind of following a lot of that stuff in, in, in you know, September into December and, and being, you know, Critics' Choice members, we get a lot of emails and, um, you know, for your consideration uh, ads, sort of looking at certain movies. I got my first Critics' Choice, so did you, invite for next season, basically, already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's, so it's like it's already <laughs> begun uh, again. Um and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about it, even with uh, a movie that we both really loved. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where <clears throat> by the time you get to 
you know, your your final destination, uh, not the movies, but not nominated uh, this not year. Not nominated, unfortunately. Not even not even a sequel made this year. I think they're actually trying to reboot it right now. Yeah, you're kind of sick of even the films you love, and you just kind of want to sort of you know, or the discourse even. Right? Yeah, like, like the Coda discourse, which again, like Coda, you know, back in January. Uh, of last year was this a, da- a Sundance darling, <laughs> a lovely little movie um, that wasn't trying to be anything more than a crowd pleaser and maybe also showcase some diversity with a talented group of deaf actors and sort of representing the deaf community. Now, because it is in a position of where it could win Best Picture up against, because it's a nice like, movie and not a great film, people. Yeah, are mad. it's. Yeah, and and that not even with, before it wins anything. Yeah, but that happens every year as well. Like you always have backlash for certain movies that are, you know, the can the prime candidates for best picture or directing or in the acting categories. It's it, it, no it matter happens. what the movie, it's going to have its detractors. Yeah, it, exactly. And so, as much as like, yeah, I would love Power of the Dog to win best picture. I don't think Coda winning would be even the 10th worst best picture no. winner in the academy it wouldn't be even the top 20 of the academy's history of best picture even winners. further it's it's yeah. a delightful movie probably my favorite one out of the nominees and not saying that like is it a movie that you know you might forget in 10 years or Maybe. two or one or even? two yes. or one which is fine but that is also fine and for it to win best picture i'm like isn't the worst thing in the world it is no. a delightful movie I'm like, sometimes a delightful movie is what we all need. And I feel like that's totally fine. And uh, we'll get the best picture. But yeah, I- I'm with you where it's like the the months and the weeks leading up to it is like, I've kind of tuned it all out at this point. Like, I like looking at predictions from, you know, um, the actual Oscar pundits of the world. Um you had Joey Madison on your on your show on Rogers TV, and we've had him once before in, in, on this in show. 2020 to talk about yeah. the Oscars. You have Nathaniel Rogers, um, who was also on my show not too long ago. Good dude, we met him at the um, critic. Well, I met him for the first time uh, on that Power of the Dog trip we went on. Yeah, yeah you have you know uh, Clayton Davis, who's working at Variety, at Variety yeah. and is also a Critics Choice member. All all of them are Critics Choice members as well. So you only know, like, the number the all the best Oscar pundits, including these two guys. Yeah, right so. Here. Like if you really want to, you know, take this seriously and 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 sort of follow a yearly trajectory and sort of what can be considered. I, I know, like with Nathaniel, he kind of doesn't really get into it until at least the fall to give himself a break. Because again, you don't necessarily need to report on every single movie no. that is coming out every week, and that's maybe one of the things as well that I kind of get tired of, where it's like a new movie gets released, you know, and people from say, "Well, September best actor," or yeah to december and like what are its oscar chances and some of the films even earlier just, dude you're getting that when people see movies at sundance in january and yeah like, and it's not are you it's not that those films can't be oscar contenders or, or or that a movie that is released early within the year can't be an oscar contender because there is kind of a recency biased when it comes to awards there's always like oh it's always the films that come out from november to december that are nominated and all the good stuff that was released throughout the and year that's a strategic thing because they for that reason it's a strategic thing right yeah. like that's absolutely the reason but it'll be fun after we do our predictions we'll talk about i mean we're going to do the thing we hate let's talk about some early stuff for next year even based on stuff we've have seen or based on 
just kind of the filmmakers that are coming out with new movies this year, we can kind of do that. So, you know, we're being hypocritical. We say like, oh, people do this and then we're going to do that exact thing on this show. But that's part of the fun. You know, we're not we're not yelling on Twitter. We're not arguing with people. I'm not getting mad if something wins, because in the end. It doesn't even matter, as Lincoln Park Ooh, said. I like. I knew you were. Um, I knew you were going to quote them as soon as you said it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it just, doesn't even matter how hard to try. Keep that really, in mind. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. None of this shit matters. It's like again, we've. It doesn't we've change at, the films that you like or dislike in any yeah. way. If they, it get might nominated. give a boost to certain things, but that's fine. That's yeah, basically like drive marketing. My car, Matt. <clears throat> I will watch it. By this Sunday at when do the Oscars start? Seven. Yeah, <laughs> you'll watch it literally know. right beforehand. You will. <laughs> It'll I think be you my... will like it, and and I would like to talk about it in the post show. Um, oh, we will on it, on so. Monday yeah. or Monday. We'll probably record because it probably will and... win international uh, feature. So. Yeah, I I because I always I never not watch all 10 best picture or 10 or nine or whatever it's every 10 best this picture year and, and it's 10 moving forward yeah. because uh the, the preferential balance change, yeah. changed in terms yeah. of it has to be 10 but that's something i i make sure every year that i watch every at least best picture nominee there's a few actor actresses nominees that sometimes it's just if the movie doesn't vibe with me or i'm not interested or i miss it for some reason i don't but like I try to watch every Best Picture nominee, and I feel like I haven't missed that in a long time. So I have to watch Drive My Car by Sunday. It's just ultimate Matt procrastination. I'm like, I know I, I want to see it, but I should have seen it at Lightbox where I sat my ass down in a theater and watched it because I'm just a horrible garbage person when it comes to watching movies at home where I'm like throw on mystery alaska or fucking <laughs> like some other garbage instead of watching a good movie so uh i am looking forward to watching it we have it weirdly got busy the last like two weeks where we were like oh it's pretty quiet in march and then like all of a sudden it's like screenings every day screeners in your inbox and i'm like not complaining about it but i'm like oh fuck i got some catching up to do on some stuff when i'm like procrastinating about drive my car so um i'll find time you know, I'll have to either not watch hockey or I was going to go to a WrestleMania event on the weekend, but I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that. It was Sunday night because I thought it was Saturday, but it ended up being Sunday night. And I'm like, I'm not missing the Oscars for like a wrestling house show. Um, so I'm not doing that. So I will watch Drive My Car either after we record tonight or um, tomorrow at some point. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And that's a movie that I think because it is nominated for Best Picture does benefit with that boost where it will get people totally, yeah. to watch an international film in the same way that Parasite or Roma uh, did, you know, in, in each year. So that's a good thing. I think that that is a positive thing because even though there are a lot of, of um, colleagues and, and entertainment journalists and people that make up you know, certain groups, they're not necessarily going to go out of their way to watch something like that unless it is nominated in a major category. Agreed. Uh, okay. Um, before someone, oh, oh, he's back. He dropped yes. out for a second. Um, before someone yells at us for 10 minutes of garbage before we get to what the actual topic is, go see the power um, of the dog comment section. <laughs> That was funny. I don't even know if I've actually even approved that uh, thing yet. But, but it's it's funny because it's like I always find that the best stuff is sort of leading into the conversation, especially if you 
like the hosts, you know, like it's it's actually getting time to hang out. With. <laughs> There's the thing, like the hosts, that person right. I don't think did. No, no, no. Um, but but again, it's almost like okay, do you prefer plot driven narratives or do you prefer sort of uh, loose, you know? shaggy dog kind of hangout stories you know the richard linklater films versus um you know uh, a big action movie where it's all plot yeah let's get into it let's start with best visual effects uh so the nominees are dune free guy no time to die shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and spider-man no way home uh eric what do you take in here dune i think dune's gonna win yeah same I would, my heart, I would go with Spider-Man, but the special effects, I, I just, I think just I'm picking the movie I like the most out of them, right. uh, but I do think Dune, uh, and because Spider-Man is not nominated anywhere else, I don't think. Um, yeah, that's the only category it's nominated, so unless it I wins would, the, uh, the, 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 the popular uh, the, oh, the voters' Oh, is, is that award. an actual Oscar, though? No, 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 it's not, but it'll it'll be represented there in terms of, like, showing a clip. So, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Justice for Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also going to go with Dune on that. Uh, costume design. You have Cruella, uh, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. I'm going to go – I think I'm going to stick with my Critics' Choice pick, which is Cruella. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Cruella. And just going back quickly to the Dune thing, even though yeah. we both didn't love the movie because it's not a full film, uh, only half a movie, <laughs> hashtag half a movie. Um, I, I do think the integration of certain visual effects, specifically the sandworms, is something oh, yeah. that is an achievement. It's like impressive. You don't want to take away from, from the There's a lot of impressive theme. stuff in Dune. Yeah. Let's say that. We had a problem with how it was structured and delivered. Um, I would say cinematography, music, costumes, visual effects, like it's all there from a technical standpoint. And I, I don't think either of us can really deny that. So I'm totally fine with Dune winning. And I think it has spectacular special effects. I think some of that, you know, IMAX footage mixed with those, the sandworms and some of that. Stuff or the dragonfly ship with like the wings yeah. and how that works. Like all of that is, is great. It's just, again, it's more so we had problems with the narrative adaptation in, in terms of how it, it was really, delivered. And, yeah. And, and, and it's like, it's almost like reading the book and reading only half of it and then putting it down and saying, yeah, I, 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 I read the book. <laughs> Best book of the year. Um, Best half a book of the year, <laughs> you know. Um, and for Cruella, I just think the movie is heavily based on her costumes and they are all gorgeous. And, like, I just think that that totally makes sense. And it's front and center, right? Like, yeah. like a lot of, of those costumes, um, you know, play a integral role to the narrative itself. So, you know, it's it's showy in the sense of how theatrical and, and lavish everything mm -hmm. is in terms of... Uh, the costumes and 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 sort of you know the characters wearing them, but it also plays a role within the plot. And like you look yeah. at like the uh, the garb, the, the 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 trash suit specifically, and how that's presented. So mm -hmm. love it. Um, and as we go through, we'll do what we think we win will win, and if there's something we we win, would <laughs> like we work if, if if we want something to win, let's kind of mention that too, like I did with Spider Man. But I I think Cruella is a should and want for me out of them. Like, I, I also think the costumes in 
you know, West Side are great, like period accurate. I think all the production on that movie is great. But I, much like what you just said, I think it costumes are front and center in Cruella. Yeah. And I mean, like if you're looking at costumes as well, like, again, it, it goes to your point earlier where, you know, sometimes you're picking the one that you the movie you like the most. And sometimes when you're picking the movie you like the most you it's automatically like okay well like this is just going to encompass everything that i'm going to vote for yeah. or, or pick where even if there are films you don't like you can still admire you know certain elements of them like dune with the visual effects or even the costumes with dune like dune like those yeah. those those kind of like the house costumes kind yeah. of thing. like each house has a unique look and i don't love like I, I there was a lot of gray and brown in that movie and i wasn't a huge fan which just kind of made everything kind of look samey to me um, but you know, it's nice to see, you know, a sci-fi movie get a costume design yes. nomination when most of it is like period stuff, right? Yes. So and period being like, you know, before the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Um, best film editing. You have Don't Look Up for the most edited. <laughs> um, you have Dune, you have King Richard, you have Power of the Doog, and Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> Doogie Hauser. Um man, I haven't and I haven't looked at any predictions from these actual pundits before this. Um, well, so also I'm, editing I'm is a big of... is in in past years editing precursor. is always a precursor yeah. to best picture and here Usually for the nominees though, right? Is it the winners as well? The winners. Or... Yeah. So it, oh, yeah. so so when and film editing is one of those categories that is not going to be presented during uh the main show and the main yeah. telecast which is i mean that's a whole other can of worms but that we can talk we don't about talk well. about bruno which yeah. is being performed which i feel like for best nominated. song the song that's nominated from encanto will win just based on people thinking on it bruno, is that yeah. song um but yeah in, in terms know. of editing like usually that's a a, a precursor that's uh, why i'm leaning towards power of the dog but winning, winning best picture because yeah power of the dog is nominated for editing and could very well win but if dune or don't look up uh win that could mean that coda is gonna win best picture yeah that's that's kind of how i'm feeling and um i could see even tick tick boom if i Tick Tick Boom, even though we like the movie, is also a lot of editing. Like it's very. I know, showy. but then that's why I think it could win because a lot of the times, and I think in recent years, we always thought editing and picture matched up, but I feel like lately it hasn't. I don't no. know. I'm just speaking out of my ass, but like sometimes it doesn't. Least... Like the Born Ultimatum one editing back mm-hmm. in. 2007 and it wasn't nominated for picture so and it doesn't always make sense like the precursors are the are the things that yeah. we kind of forecast it and that's even why like sag and in the globes right like everybody kind of puts so much emphasis in previous years that like okay this is going to be you know like a a a, a, a telltale sign of what yeah. is going to happen now it's not mm-hmm. as much as it was so uh, that's why something like tick tick boom or don't look up to your point because they both are a lot of editing. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going with my gut and I'm going with tick, tick, boom. I mean, that is, that is a good pick in terms of like, again, it's very showy and, 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 and mm. it will kind of be a consolation prize for the film. That's what it's I mean. Cause I don't think it's two awards for, and Andrew I don't Garfield's think Garfield's going to win. No. So that's why I think if they're going to give it something and not saying that everyone thinks this way, cause no one thinks this way. I don't know. I think, I think, 
pundits and critics and just people that are interested in this in general overthink it to the point where it's like you can talk yourself into so many different um scenarios yeah and and situations in terms of how like it could go i mean honestly i want the power of the dog to win because it's such a unwieldy sort of adaptation for a story that kind of is deconstructing multiple genres and playing within um a style and tone that isn't exactly just one thing and i think that that alone kind of gives it room to breathe and there's a couple of of match cuts in there specifically that are really ominous and creepy that work that work but i could Mm -hmm. also see dune winning weirdly enough because dune like again is a big showy sci-fi film that or half a film all right you gotta pick one what are you picking (laughs) so you know, I'm going to go with my heart on this one and say the power of the dog, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dune wins. Cool. Um, <clears throat> best makeup and hairstyling. You have Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. <laughs> the one Oscar um, nomination for House of Gucci. That's why I almost wanted to win. And this one is always a wild card. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like, you know... House of Gucci could win. Um, Eyes of Tammy Faye could win. Uh, I actually think it's between those two personally, but I, and I'm going to lean towards Eyes of Tammy Faye uh, just because I think people like that movie more. Um, Or at least Jessica Chastain's performance. And again, it's a lot. It's showing you like all the, is the makeup and hairstyling great? Uh, I mean, if you like a racer head and, and, and the girl, the woman in the radiator, sure. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of like an actual human being being presented, <laughs> it's it's hard to get over that. But it is the most. Yeah, that's why I'm my pick is Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah, I'm also going to pick the Eyes of Tammy Faye. But again, that Jared Leto factor because of the Suicide Squad as well. Um, that or fat Suicide suit. Squad. Well, because Jared, Suicide Squad won... Uh, yeah, makeup and hair, and it's mm-hmm. weird that it's not nominated this year. <laughs> a better movie with better hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so the Jared Leto know. thing for hair and makeup could be like that yeah. pushing factor where like you know, love, Paulo yeah. is is the character that gets the win for that category. So I yeah, so we're both going to Eyes of Tammy Faye, but I'm with you where I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it past him if Gucci takes it. Yeah, so. I think Cruella has a shot too or no 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 no. i think cruella would be like my personal pick yeah i I don't know if i'm really fond of any of these uh nominations to be honest but um if i were to pick one i would pick cruella personally but is there something off the board that stands out to you um yeah i mean like there's stuff like like t10 that i think would have been amazing in terms of and and usually hair and makeup is a category that kind of branches out and picks kind of yeah we'll look at coming to america like i know it's not border got nominated for hair and makeup good choice you know so yeah Yeah. i think not saying coming to america is like a small movie it's just like i didn't expect that to show up anywhere and and it shows up here uh let's go to best cinematography also an award they're not presenting, right? In person? What? Or, if they, are are oh, they I th- not? Oh, I, I thought that was maybe a different year, or I thought that was this year. The, Am I wrong? This, I could be wrong. I think we need to look this up, because um, this would be such a, a, a bummer if it wasn't presented in Ari Wagner 1 for Power of the Dog. 
I'm going to look up Oscars not being so seven major Academy Awards. We should talk about this before we move forward because we did kind of bring it up. I thought Um, it was eight. It says seven here. Did they bring one? The categories to present it live? No. So we blah, 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 blah. Um, sorry, everyone. I'm trying to find everyone's probably like, what? Okay. This year, those categories presented in the evening's first hour and seen later in the live broadcast are documentary, short subject, film editing, makeup and hairstyling, music, original score. Oh, I think I'm thinking original score, production design, short film, short film, live action, document animated and sound. Yeah. So, uh, cinematography still is, I got cinematography and original score mixed up because i remember people saying like you know some big names who are great composers like it's just unfortunate that they can't accept it anyways my bad everyone those are the oscars not being presented uh for best cinematography we have greg frazier for dune we have dan lostinson uh lostson for nightmare alley ari wagner for power of the dog bruno delbanel for tragedy of Macbeth, and Yanis kaminsky for west side story um your pick i think are you wagner yeah yeah for the power of the dog although again i can also see uh greg frazier both of which are are people that have worked with uh jane campion uh greg frazier uh shot uh bright star which was campion's last movie and now ari wagner directed uh the power of the dog which is campion's most recent film but yes i think power of the dog is going to win and should win and also, it would be a really great moment because if Ari Wagner wins, she will be the first woman to win cinematography ever. I will completely agree with you on both fronts. I will pick Power of the Dog. I think Power of the Dog should win. Uh, I really do like Yanis Kaminsky's West Side Story cinematography. It's very showy as well. But, I mean, not as well. It's very different than Power of the Dog. But, um and I mean, Greg Frazier's Dune cinematography, something again, we talked about the technical aspect of that movie, like that IMAX cinematography is, is quite spectacular. So, uh, but I, I will also go with power of the dog just cause I, I want to put some good juju behind it there. Cause I would like that to win. Yeah. I, I even like the tragedy of Macbeth's look in terms of kind of yeah. embracing that 1930s and forties style. I think the one um, film that should be here that obviously didn't have a ch- open hell's chance is uh the green knight i think that's been nominated for cinematography so i agree i agree best production design dune nightmare alley power of the dog you're getting the same kind of movies (laughs) tragedy of Macbeth and west side story a lot of the technical nominees all very similar uh i'm gonna go with west side story on this one I'm going to go with Nightmare Alley. I think that this is the one category that yeah, this film is going to win because wrong. it is all production, production design. design, you know, and 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 Dan Lawson's cinematography obviously kind of highlights that. But I, I I think like if it's going if that movie is going to win anything uh, on on Oscar night, it's going to be that because it is all over. Uh, it's all about design and it's overly designed and it's you know you know from the the, the circus acts to kind of the late 1930s early 40s uh era in which the story takes place it's it very much feels like it is sort of based on the sets and the locations and you know oshawa represented so <laughs> you know um oshawa's never looked better 
or worse. Um, Prepare to be amazed either way. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way about West Side Story, how you feel. Like, I felt like that's the one thing I took away from my first viewing of that movie. And I've I've come to really like it the more I thought about it. And the thing I really do like is that technical aspect and is that production design. Because I remember being, like, mesmerized by the how gigantic and elaborate those sets were and whether you know like i just remember being blown away with how intricate and gigantic all those sequences were and just looking in the background and meticulously placed whether it's in the shop or the street scenes or the high school uh, dance and like i just uh i really was taken aback by the production design in that movie so i, I totally agree with everything you're saying with nightmare alley and my two choices probably would be those two when it comes to you know power of the dog more subtle and it's production design even though it's fantastic as well i didn't love the look of Macbeth, and then dune kind of what i said before where a lot of browns and grays and you know it was militaristic a little bit and it's just you know on a sand planet like i i get that that's sort of cool but by the you know by hour two and nothing's happening i'm like you're basically hating christensen by the end of it everything looks the same yeah so yeah I also agree with you. Like my personal pick would be West Side Story because I also think that it captures almost like this the despair and the a dystopian esque quality yeah. of the the, the gentrification period, of yeah. the neighborhood and also uh Robert Moses, the kind of you know, big wig architect and one of the most hated men of New York, kind of taking over um, you know, parts of uh, the certain boroughs and kind of changing them and making them more kind of uh, anglified and white. And so like with that as well, like it's helping to tell that part of the story really mm-hmm. well. And some of the scenes like in that last act feel almost like it's this kind of weird, almost like Westerny kind of yeah. vibe where it's like an outlawed land and, you know, it's like every person for themselves. Yeah, totally. Best sound Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Eric, who you got? Well, um, this is a category, again, um, that has been kind of put together because in in years past, it was two different categories. Mix and editing. Yeah. And so now it's just sound. Because most people are like, what's the difference? Exactly. It's just sound. (laughs) Is it? Is it? Is it? loud okay well I'll, I'll nominate it and so with that i think probably dune is gonna win i think i think dune again like part of it is going to be people are going to think like oh it's really loud and bombastic and like you know han zimmer's score kind of helps do the heavy lifting and so people are thinking about that instead of like you know uh certain sound designs or the way that things are kind of put together like my my personal pick would be the power of the dog because it is so sensual and weird and um, you know, the, the texture of different noises coming through. Uh, but I definitely, I don't think, think that, it has a chance. Really no, I don't either, do. but I, I think Dune is going to win. Yeah. You know, I, I don't disagree. I'm going to weirdly take no time to die. I feel like, you know, being the final kind of Daniel Craig bond movie. And I do feel like the sound design and well, I guess the sound in general in the movie, um, is really really well done and again another han zimmer score and um you know i know this isn't about the music but i think when everything comes together and just sometimes they'll give it to a movie like that there's like oh great 
gunshot noises. Great <laughs> arm like break that. of a person yeah. we don't like actor-wise. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to go with No Time to Die. I'm probably going to be wrong. But, you know what? You um, might be right. You might be, I, I, again, like that thinking where it's like, okay, it's the last, you know, Daniel Craig Bond movie. Also, um, you know, it's considered by a lot of people to kind of be an upper tier action film. So it's almost like you're, you're, you're giving action movies are noisy. <laughs> yeah. You're giving a film to an action film based on it being a blockbuster, but also being like a great example of a, a good blockbuster movie. So, yeah. but, but I can also see Dune because again, it's loud. Kind of in that it's, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Best original song. Uh, not, we don't talk about Bruno, <laughs> uh, be alive from King Richard, um, dos or, oh, sorry, I'm butchering this Oraguitas, dos Oraguitas from Encanto. I might've gotten that. We'll see, uh, down to joy from Bel- Belfast, no time to die from no time to die. And somehow you do from four good days. Um, I think that was the Reba McIntyre one too, right? Because yeah, that's... Got, we got that signed piece of music. Um, yeah, that is gone now. Um, what's your choice? I'm gonna go. Or I'll alternate. You did the last one first. I'm gonna go. Man, there's a couple different ways you could go because you either go the um, you know populist route, being like, oh, we'll give Billie Eilish and, and Phineas an Oscar, or you go, we'll give Beyonce an Oscar. Uh, or we go, okay, we don't talk about Bruno, huge, huge hit. That's from Encanto. <laughs> Let's give Lin-Manuel Miranda one. Um, I think somehow you do has no chance in hell. Um, Van Morrison, is he vaccinated? <laughs> he's not. And I don't think he's even performing. Um, no, uh, cause I, I think there was some, yeah anyway i'm gonna go oh man i'm going no time to die you know what i'm i'm gonna go with four good days (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) diane warren's one of those people that's been nominated like sure hundreds of times still hasn't won but i I mean like that movie getting nominated is a miracle in itself that is the award for the film yeah um so it shows you they pushed it pretty hard that song they yeah. yeah I think because of her and everything is why it got nominated because I remember them pushing that pretty hard for even for us. But yeah, I think Encanto is going to win this category because yeah. it is it is Lin Manuel Miranda getting an Oscar and kind of has he gotten one yet? No, he's been nominated okay. once for, before for Moana, um, yeah. and that would kind of help complete his like EGOT status as well. Or, or is it the last one he needs? Or it's got to be one of them because I think he has a Tony. He Does he have an Emmy? An Emmy, a Golden Globe. For his uh, cameo on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not a cameo. It's a guest star role. That's um, true. There you go. Uh, but yeah, he, he. I mean, it'll be closer to that. And again, like I feel like, you know, him having Tick, Tick, Boom as well, uh, you know, as a, a, a directorial debut will be another reason. To so he like, will get an EGOT if he wins. So, so he there has, is that narrative there. He has two Emmys, three Grammys and three Tonys, and he does not have an Oscar yet. Yeah. So, so I think he's uh, going to win. And I think, again, like a lot of people are going to be voting for it, thinking it is we don't talk about Bruno when it's not. Um, but then also it's like, okay, well we like Lin-Manuel Miranda and, and, and Canto is weirdly surging more because like, I, I feel like when it, 
made its way to Disney Plus, more people really started watching it then. Yeah, we'll there. get and, to Best Animated. I'll be heartbroken if Mitchell's loses to Encanto, but and even um, though something like Spectre won, and like you know that the the song for Spectre is nowhere near as good. That's as what I mean. That's no why I'm. That's why but I'm Bond, choosing Bond, No Time to Die. Bond movies in general have don't not, usually win. Yeah, right? I mean. You know, uh, Dame Shirley Bassey's songs never were nominated. It wasn't until recently that Bond started getting nominated for for Oscar. Yeah, and and so with Skyfall, um, like it kind of opened the door a little bit. And and with No Time to Die specifically, I think No Time to Die is the most Oscar nominated Bond movie. Um, so like even though I don't think it's going to win, it still has a shot. I think Encanto is going to take this category. Fair. Best original score, you have Nicholas Bretel for Don't Look Up. You have Hans Zimmer for Dune. You have Jermaine Franco for Encanto. You have Alberto Iglesias for Parallel Mothers. And you have Johnny Greenwood for Power of the Dog. Okay. I'll let you go first because I went first last time. I'm also just going to quickly mention, I'm surprised that actually that there's uh, not a nomination for Coda in Best Song. Like you think that, like again, like narratively right. speaking, that would be something that would play a, 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 a role. There was the one song that they pushed for it, yeah. right? But um, and that is interesting. It didn't yeah. go anywhere. Um, for best original score, I I want to go with My Johnny heart Greenwood, says Greenwood. Yeah, but... but I think Hans Zimmer is going to win his second Oscar because he hasn't won. Uh, he's, he only has one. He won it for uh, The Lion King. Yeah, and, I was going to say Lion King, yeah. And to quote Stained, it's been a while. <laughs> Or stained, stained, um, nominated for best song. Uh, yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. My heart says Greenwood, but my gut says Zimmer because that Dune score doing a lot of heavy lifting yeah. and Zimmer kind of experimenting a little bit with different instruments and choirs and and different things like that. Like I, I really kind of think that it is a loud fucking movie and it is a loud score, and I feel like um, he will win for it. And he's, I think. Out of all the nominees in this category, kind of the most well-known um, name, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. that doesn't work in your favor. But um, in this case, even though I like, even though I don't like, don't look up. I do like Nicholas Patel. Um, you know, I, I think you know having uh, Alberto uh, Iglesias nominated for Parallel Mothers is really wonderful because it's not, you know, a, a sort of you know a consensus choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the power of the dog should win but it will probably end up going to han zimmer and it's also i could just... see an upset though i could I oh could definitely if, if there is going to be an upset it will be for for johnny greenwood and it would be amazing to see him win an award because when he accepted uh the bafta for original screenplay for paul thomas anderson's licorice pizza uh with alana heim um he was so unbelievably awkward. So I'd like to yeah. see more of that. Like actually him go up. Oh, Maybe he'll yeah. just be like, thanks. But again, like... a, a movie I didn't necessarily <laughs> love the way that some other people, I, I'm actually still surprised that Spencer didn't factor into categories like costume design or yeah. original score. score yeah. so. Greenwood getting a double nomination, but yeah, I think Greenwood's score for Spencer is fantastic too. Yeah. So he's a couple bangers and even more showier um, than, than the power of yeah. the Hawk. Um, the shorts, I, I will go through the nominees, but I'm not, I don't even think I'm going to pick any here. (laughs) Like maybe if I do a, if I do a nom, like a ballot on Sunday, I'll pick something, but 
spoilers i'm gonna go and see what the consensus is from the pundits and i'm picking that on my ballot like i just have no idea uh, and that's no offense to the shorts because i've seen some oscar shorts and and i do tend to really like them when i watch them it's just they're harder to seek out unless you go to one of those uh you know screenings at the light box and different places where they put the shorts together and you see them which i think is always a fun thing to do um it's just you know i'm I'm a terrible garbage person and i never do that uh so for best animated short film you have affairs of the art you have bestia you have box ballet you have robin robin and you have the windshield wiper um we're both going to abstain from choosing just because like i haven't seen any of them uh, for best live action short film, you have A La Cachu, Take and Run. Uh, you have The Dress. You have The Long Goodbye, which is the Riz Ahmed movie, I believe. Yeah. Um, you have On My Mind, and you have Please Hold. Again, we're not going to choose there. But thinking and, again, like this category isn't even going to be presented during the show. Yeah. that It'll be beforehand. And if Riz Ahmed wins an Oscar for this yeah. category, it's like what a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. For anyone, really, like these are the types of people like this is their like a lot of these are up and comers or unknowns and yeah. things like that. And like they don't they... she, you know, winning previously yeah. in the in, in the animated short Martin McDonough. Uh, yeah. won Taika in, Waititi. Yep. Um, so there's lots of people that like, it, it's kind of unfortunate. William Zabka I... was nominated for <laughs> oh, a, a short, uh... let him direct a full feature. Yeah. Or, feature. Um, a spinoff uh, from karate kid. I wrote a karate kid question on uh family feud. We'll see if it makes it through. Um, it was like, I don't know if I, I don't know what, if I'm breaking any rules by saying, I won't say, I'll tell you later. Um, best documentary short subject audible. Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir, and When We Were Bullies. <clears throat> so those are your shorts. Go check those out, though, if you have an opportunity. Like, I, I really do think that that's kind of a cool thing that they do every year. They put them in theaters and let you watch all of them. Um, the anim- I think each category has its own little thing you can go to and they're usually between what 15 and 30 minutes each film and then they kind of package them all together so it's a kind of a cool thing um moving on to best documentary feature we have ascension uh we have attica we have flea we have summer of soul or when the revolution could not be televised and we have writing with fire so i think flea is probably the obvious choice here, but then I could see something like summer of soul. Um, you know, I think quest love is really liked. I just, but I think it's yeah, DJ at the um, last Oscars. So there you go. Right. Like it's just, I, I think the quest love factor is the thing that could bring a big upset, even though I think probably flea, um, will and should win probably but um what do you think eric you're more the doc guy i think summer of soul is going to win this yeah, i i yeah. think that it part of it is a popular vote but again this this branch of the academy doesn't always vote with the the, the popular choice so summer of soul getting nominated is an achievement in itself but it's also a film that is important that celebrates african-american music mm-hmm. with in the context of 1969 and Woodstock kind of overshadowing it in every way possible. And so this footage haven't being seen for 
50 years now and and finally getting its due is also an important element of the storytelling and um i think it's i think it is going to win and i also think that again like summer of soul is a movie that should be in the best editing category as well because it is so intricate to how the story is laid out and how the archival footage is integrated with talking heads and how it's always kind of keeping this dynamic rhythm and pace and that goes to quest love as both a musician but also as a historian um to music so i think that that's going to win even though i like flea i think flea is amazing i think it's it's Mm -hmm. a wonderful film i think what hurts it is that it's nominated in two other categories and that with those two other categories it's almost like you have it being kind of spread out to the point where other groups will be like, oh, that'll win in this category. So and then I'm it might not win here. any of them. Which it, sucks. I don't think it is going to win yeah. any of them. And here again, <laughs> this is another movie that should have been pushed harder in best, For best picture. picture. I know. Cause then that would have been cool if it would have gotten all four. Cause it would have been the first ever documentary think, to be nominated yeah. for best picture. Cause still there's, no well, it would have been the first doc for best picture, but then it also is the first one to get animated doc yeah. and international. Right. Which is pretty impressive in itself. So some people might take that as the win. And then I'm with you where I don't think any, it will win any of them. No. <laughs> like, uh, so I'm with you. I'm going to go with, I said Flea will probably ah, – do I go with Flea? Did I you know what? Just to you? be Just to be different from you so we can be different, I will go with Flea here. I, I, do I think, still love that pick. Like if Flea wins, I, do I will think, be happy. If Summer of Soul wins, I will also And be for happy. the exact reason you're saying where I feel like if they're going to give them one of the three – and I know I told everyone not to think that way because no one thinks that way, when especially when they're voting – Um. But some people do. I, yeah. I think when you're looking at your ballot and you're like, oh, Flea is nominated in these three categories, um, which is the one where it's most likely to win or what is the one it should win? I'm going to give it to Documentary. And I do think that the Questlove factor, everything you talked about for Summer of Soul, like I think it could be a little bit of an upset if that wins. And I'm not saying it's an upset that it's not as good of a movie. It's just... Um, I think Flea was so well loved and it showed up in so many categories. Almost people were thinking it would show up in Best Picture, so I'm gonna stick with Flea as my choice for documentary feature. Yeah, it's um, it, again, it's not like if it were to win in one of the categories it's nominated mm-hmm. for, this would be the yeah, one because I, I don't so, think yeah. it's gonna win international. I think that's gonna be Drive My Car, and I don't and think for it's animated, animated. I think it's gonna be Encanto. So if it's going to win anywhere. It's going to be there. But again, the other thing that kind of hurts it a little bit is that it is an animated documentary and it's an international animated documentary. So those are other factors where the documentary branch might not consider a pure documentary. But this does go out to the whole Academy now, right? Like they're the ones who nominate the them right? oh no and no 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 no, no. Uh, maybe i don't know you know what this is one thing i'm never really completely sure on because like, i best thought all picture the... is something that everybody votes Everyone on votes on and, yeah. and, and that's why like the actors branch is so dominant in the best picture decision because, because they the have the most make up the most yeah um but i yeah maybe you're right where like the the final i don't know like, maybe i could be wrong too but they have should a ask lot of... cameron bailey who's a new uh, academy oh member. yeah he gets to vote this year yeah. i would love to get him on the show once we'll try to do that this year before the festival um best international feature uh drive my car uh from japan flee from denmark the hand of god from italy um luna a yak in the class luana lunana uh, a yak in the classroom from bhutan and the worst person in the world from norway 
Uh, I am going to go with Drive My Car. I know I haven't seen it, everyone, but it getting a Best Picture nomination, um, I think, makes it kind of a lock for this. It would be kind of silly for something else to win. That's it, it to me. That's like I know it happens and it can happen. Yeah, I just think it makes no sense <laughs> if right. it does because I'm like if. I get that that's not how voting works and that's not how these things work, but for it to get a best picture nominee and none of the other movies getting a best picture nominee to me means it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of a lock and it doesn't make sense for anything else to beat it or else that thing should have been in best picture. Right. Um, so at, with that thinking, I'm just going to go with drive my car. I will say quickly, I really do love the worst person in the world. Um, we just talked about flea a lot, which I did like flea. I just didn't love it. Um, and I just can't with Paolo Sorrentino. So it's, I watched it. Um, Oh, you did end up watching it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably his, it's a movie that I didn't hate. Like, okay. It's probably his, his least hateable movie, but it's still, but it's still not great. (laughs) And it kind of does feel like, again, like you could have a movie like T10, here but again oh i also God. realize yeah, I t10 is a film that's not going to be for everybody but looking at this category i i mostly agree with your sentiments where it's like drive my car has been nominated for picture it's been nominated for directing um it's been nominated for adapted screenplay so it kind of makes sense that it's going to win in this category and this is the category it's basically it's to lose but if there were a movie to surprise it would be the worst person in the world because the worst person in the world is also nominated for original screenplays. So that shows you that there was some a... love in other categories. Yeah. Too, and I yeah. think if. Did we lose Eric? We might've lost Eric for a sec. Everyone. I don't there know was, the... there he is. Oh, so, so I was talking about the worst person in the world yeah. being a film that I think if neon had pushed it and released the film back in November or December, instead of releasing like a, you know, a qualifying run followed by a traditional release back in February, I think you could have seen it in more categories like director and actress in a leading role, because the film, again, is one of those movies like Encanto that seem to kind of have this late surge and more people kind of finding it and falling in love with the film um, as it was being released. I, mean, I definitely even... wouldn't be upset with that. I would, I would like for that, but I just, again yeah i just yeah and both both drive my car and worst person in the world had their kind of debuts at can and then you know they get released later on and again they pick up steam drive my car is the kind of movie that i think validates film critics in a lot of ways because i think without the film critics maybe more people wouldn't have seen it and because it won you know awards early on like for the new york film critics circle and and you know the tfca and things like that it kind of helped keep that movie in people's minds and uh, again like it's like oh maybe i should give this you know three hour movie about you know art imitating life and you know this the stage and you know sorrow and grief and all that a chance and it kind of became a crossover hit so what is your pick oh drive my car (laughs) but 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 again the worst person in the world like if drive my car is you could see an upset yeah yeah yeah. should and will win i think is drive my car but like if there were an upset i think it would be the worst person in the world because again it is having that last minute kind of like pickup i totally get that uh, best animated feature film: Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. So dominated by Disney, 
they have a you know three out of five chance to win this um you've already said you're going with Encanto Mm -hmm. my heart is with Mitchell's versus the machines I just don't know I have to pick it I have to I think it's one of the best movies of the year I think so you're not uh, you're not thinking strategically though you're going I am no I am I do think that it I still think that it I'm going with my my heart, but my heart is also telling me that it will beat Encanto. And I think Encanto will get the song, which you've predicted and I didn't. So I actually didn't think it's going to win. So. <laughs> but I don't know. I just – Encanto, I really – we saw it uh, the morning after we went to L.A. for one day. I was the most tired I've ever been in my life. I slept through half of the movie and that was at no fault of the movie it was just we were up for like 48 hours straight um i rewatched Encanto, uh a little bit stony baloney in bed and um loved it i thought it was fantastic like i i was like put that man. on the poster <laughs> um i'm like man i didn't i have watched a completely different movie the first time because i was half asleep um but mitchell's versus the machines is so special i feel like you know uh what sony animation do is doing what phil lord and chris miller are doing from the pr- uh, production side of things for the animated stuff over at sony like i think it's so unbelievably creative i think some of the you know um i, I don't know if this will play a, a factor into it but with the don't say gay stuff in in florida right now and and how people are being a little hard on disney and i don't know when the final well, votes abc go in as and, well right because abc is a disney yeah owned company. I, I i really feel like you know mitchell's versus the machines being very inclusive and in incorporating some of that stuff i love the message of that movie i think it's entertaining uh makes you cry it makes you laugh it's beautifully animated i love the characters the voice work is all phenomenal I am a huge fan of that movie. I know Eric, you have this stuff too, but like everything they've given us for that is just a not playing a part in this, but it's just, that's the stuff where I'm like, Holy shit. I'm so lucky because like that stuff and the movie, it's just, it's a very special movie to me. And I, I feel like that will carry it, but I understand what you're saying within Kanto where that fucking song, much like frozen, um, has catapulted that movie from being, you know, this Disney movie that was like, oh, it was cute. It had some good music. We're kind of sick of Lin-Manuel Miranda, but, you know, good for him. And then it's just like, oh, wait, no, we aren't sick of Lin-Manuel Miranda. People love that guy. And here's a song that's going to be like a number one hit that's bigger than any Disney song that's come before it. And um, and bigger than a lot of just regular songs, not just from an animated movie. And ironically, it's not nominated. So I totally get that. But my and yet gut... they're still going to perform it at the Oscars. Yeah. And I think that's cause... also why it's going to win animated film, because if that movie has that kind of power. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you with the Mitchells versus the Machines. I think it's a wonderful movie. I think it is the deserving pick of the nominees. I, mean, I also yeah. really love Flea as well. But remember, Lego Movie didn't even get nominated. So. And also, Lord and Miller just won for uh, Spider Verse, so it's kind of almost but like Disney wins every year. I know, but Disney basically stakes claim in this category because it is quote unquote theirs. I mean, it's entitlement, but but it is kind of like you know they're they're the the leaders of this category. So I do think Encanto is going to win this, and I do think that there is, even though like I agree with you also with the don't say gay bill, but I also think that there is an angle of 
um, you know, representation here. Totally. Like the, the Latino and Latino. Absolutely. And I'm not so. trying to deny that at all. Yeah. Or say that movie's not being inclusive and, and different things like that. Cause I do think it is wonderful in that way. I just meant Disney as a whole. And, oh, and I, I agree with you. I, I don't think Disney should have, like, I even think like, I mean, Luca is fine, I guess. It being and, in here is just kind of... And yeah. even though I didn't love Belle, but I mean, at least Belle would have been a really interesting choice to go with something yeah, like you, that. Even Raya, which I totally forgot even came out last year, which was a perfectly fine movie, good adventure. We're saying all this now film. where we're going to be like, turning red better win next year. Oh, totally. <laughs> no, absolutely. And so like, you know, or who knows, but... Um, we'll talk about that at the end of the show, but my, my gut and my heart is still saying Mitchell's versus the machine. So I'm going to stick with it. My head is in Canto. My heart is with the Mitchell's versus the machines. Uh, best adapted screenplay. You have Coda, uh, uh, Sean Heater, uh, header. Um, you have, um, uh, drive my car, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, um, and Takamasa Oi. Uh, Dune uh, by John Spates, Denny Villeneuve, and Eric Roth. You have The Lost Daughter by Maggie Gyllenhaal, and you have The Power of the Dog by Jane Campion. Huh, this one's interesting. I would, my heart is with Maggie Gyllenhaal because I feel like The Lost Daughter did not Maggie get G. In, did not get enough love uh, at the Oscars. I think it kind of got underlooked a little bit. Um, although you got. Uh, Wait, did it get some acting nominees? Did, did Coleman make it in or we were talking Yeah, Olivia about, Coleman and Jesse yeah. Buckley got nominated. They both mo- nominated. Okay, thank yeah. you. We haven't got there yet, but that's great. So maybe it got what it deserved. Um, but I think I, I really love that movie. Um, but it's very good. I don't know. I don't This know. is an interesting category. I think original and adapted screenplay are also going to be yeah. really interesting to watch on the night of the Oscars because adapted screenplay could go to CODA um yeah because that is like again the crowd pleaser the movie that everybody is talking about right now um you know it's it's not nominated in directing so it would be a way to honor uh sean heater um there uh in, in her work in adapting um you know the original french version into an english language remake and including american sign language and sort of being again um very inclusive with its storytelling um drive my car might even have a shot just because of it being a kind of mature and sophisticated look at sort of you know um a playwright working through uh grief and loss and understanding you know where he wants to be in his life and what he wants to do and coming to terms people really it. like murakami too right yeah yeah and it, well thinking of burning right which didn't get yeah. any nominations but it, you know like that's what it's based on but then Again, like even with Dune and uh, the Power of the Dog, like the Power of the Dog, I think the Power of the Dog isn't going to win. But I could almost see like if they really want, if they really love it, they could go with it. But I'm gonna go with Coda. But my personal pick would be um, the Lost Daughter, um, because again, I think that that script is so intricate and delicately put together, and it unravels like a peeling orange. So. Um, yeah, I, I, Coda, I think, will win. The Lost Daughter should win. Uh, and Drive My Car is also another should win as well. So uh, it's it's a pretty good category. I'm going to go with The Lost Daughter. I'm just going to go for it. I think that every other movie here, like I said, is represented in multiple other categories. I don't think Olivia Coleman or Jesse Buckley 
are going to win. Um, personally, I love both of them in it, and they might even be my heart choices. But like, I, I'm gonna go with Lost Daughter for should and will. I'm gonna do it back to back, should and will. But I totally, I could see what you're saying with Coda. Um, and I want Coda winning the Lost Daughter to win, and and yeah. and she. It would also be a way of honoring Gyllenhaal's family because yeah. her mom was nominated for adapting uh, Running on Empty. Um, Jake was has only gotten one nomination in his career for um, Brokeback Mountain and supporting actor, which is weird because you think that like he would have been nominated yeah. for Nightcrawler or anything else um, that he's done, and then. Um, even though Stephen Gyllenhaal, their father, uh, hasn't been nominated, he's been a working filmmaker for decades. Like he directed episodes of Twin Peaks, Nepotism the Baby series, <laughs> and then and then Maggie Gyllenhaal also was nominated Nod. for supporting actress for Crazy yeah. Heart, the Jeff Bridges film. Yeah. Um. So another person that probably should be here, I think, in in adapted is Rebecca Hall for Passing. Um. I think that that's a category that, or that's a nomination that should have happened, and that movie was nominated for nothing. So yeah. Uh, best original screenplay. You have uh, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. You have Adam McKay and David Sirota for Don't Look Up. You have Zach Balin for King Richard. You have Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. And you have Iskil Vaught and uh, Joachim Trier for The Worst Person in the World. This um, is a really fascinating category yeah. because it feels like there are three films duking it out. Uh, with Belfast, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person, the worst in, the person in the world. I think yeah. that those three films, you know, do we? <laughs> if Belfast isn't going to win Best Picture anymore, Kenneth Brown has been nominated seven times. He's never won. Do we give it to him? Do we give it to Paul Thomas Anderson, who's been nominated eleven times, hasn't won anything before? But at the same time, the controversy with Licorice Pizza might be hurting yeah. the film. And then the worst person in the world is a movie where. Again, it's surging, and a lot of people are really loving that movie, and that script is a big part of why they do love it, even though you know some people like myself have some problems with the third act and how one of the characters is reintroduced into the storyline. But um, I think it really is down to those three. I would laugh out loud if Don't Look Up wins, I know. because it would just be- And like I wouldn't a, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It's the most. It is literally yeah. the film that is telling you how to What feel. is the most original? Well, let's do this. Yeah. It's like, uh, I kind of am in the exact same boat as you. Uh, and I'm going to kind of go with out of the three, which I think is the least likely, but I honestly think that's the reason why it will win is the worst person in the world. I just, and for a lot of the reasons you're saying, like the licorice pizza thing, like I feel like the discourse on that and a couple scenes that I honestly, you know, had issues with, you guys can listen to our review and many people have had issues with, I, I think kind of. There's hurt. actually a really wonderful piece written um, about that recently in terms of, I'm just looking it up now to yeah. get the, the name of the author so I can. Uh, but I think that I think some of, you know, I, I think it's a fun movie at times and it's a nice hangout movie, but um, I don't think it takes it in Belfast. Like, yeah, I, I think it's almost too slight. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I know people really like the movie. It has kind of fallen off, I think, and is now that number three or number four choice when it comes to best picture. And, um, so I'm going to go with worst person in the world. Cause I feel like it won't win, um, international, um and i think they'll give this to to it for that reason we're all again like i said with lost daughter 
I'm probably overthinking this when people fill out their ballots because I'm assuming people just go, oh, yeah, I like that the most. I like that the most. I like that the most. And they're not really looking at each category and going, well, if I vote here, then I should vote over here. I think they're just voting from their gut on a lot of these things. Uh, But maybe they do put that much thought into it. So I'm going to go with worst person in the world. Yeah, so I just quickly want to mention that uh, Jen Yamato um, yes, in the LA Times wrote a yeah. really great piece, which wasn't going for or against the film. It was just really collecting and having a conversation about uh, the topic of the anti-Asian sentiments and the feelings towards the film. And I think because of that, it's left a bit of a bad taste in people's mouth, even though I still really love it, but it being only nominated for three Oscars for original screenplay uh, directing and picture kind of also show you that, you know, there, there is respect for Paul Thomas Anderson, but part of his sort of campaign and sentiments towards you know, the controversy and people kind of having a conversation with him have, you know, turned to that, like that old white guy kind of being overly defensive, even though I think Paul Thomas Anderson isn't necessarily, um, you know, a, a bad old white guy. <laughs> like, I just think that maybe yeah. it's a little bit um, out of touch um, with it. But even though you can understand what he was trying to do, if it doesn't work, it still doesn't work. Um, but of those three, I'm also going to go with the worst person in the world because that's the film I could see Paul Thomas Anderson voting for because he yeah. loves that movie. And if he were to lose to something, I think that would be the film he would want to lose That's great. To. I, I really do hope it wins and I think it, it has a great shot at it. So I'm glad we're in the same boat. All right. Now we're into the big boys and girls. We are into the top, you know, six categories. So we'll start with best Supporting actress, you have Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter. You have Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. You have Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. Uh, Eric, I think we're probably both in the same boat, but I, th- I think Kirsten Dunst for Power of the Dog. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I. I think both my. My gut is telling me Kirsten. Oh, you're Dunst not joking. I thought you were joking. No, I'm not. Who do you think? I think Ariana DeBose is winning. Really? For, for okay. What, yeah, she's won everything. Because she's been won everything. You're right. Yeah. You know, I didn't think. I, I, think, but I, I, think, I think my heart, I like her. That's who I voted for in Critics' Choice, I think. Right. I, I think that she is. Oh, wait. Jesse Buckley. I love more. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So, yeah. Ariana DeBose, I think. I liked her in the film. I think it's the role that is also a big part of why she's nominated. It's such a, a, a yeah. an important role in that story. Um, and and she just she's won everything, so it kind of feels like like out of all the categories that are right, be presented I haven't been paying night, attention much. Um, that is the one person that will win. Like that, interesting. Those, like, if anybody else were to win, like Vegas odds, if you were to put a, like anything on anybody else, interesting. You would be rich, uh, because like, I, I, I just thought. I guess I'm thinking Kirsten Dunst's campaign the most, maybe, and then well, like, and also there's this narrative because Kirsten Dunst has been you know acting since she was a child. This is her first nomination ever. She is in a Best Picture contender as well, and the Best Picture contender that kind of seems to be in at least the top three. Uh, for consideration uh her partner jesse plemons has also been nominated um you know she is a wonderful actor and from all accounts seems like a very nice person i'm gonna stick with it i'm picking her 
I think I think if she wins, it would be a great upset because I do really like her, and I voted for her for the final uh, critics' choice, and she was um, she is really good in the movie, but. I think Ariana DeBose has this one locked up and is going to dance away with it. Um, my personal pick, even though I also really like Kirsten Dunst, um, Jesse is Jesse Buckley. Buckley. Yeah, I, think yeah I'm with Buckley you. I forgot. See, I forgot they were nominated. Been... I thought they got screwed, but no. well, you were thinking Judy Dench. I mean, yeah. Judy Dench all the way. Um, <laughs> but but it's amazing Dench, that I, mean... I love Judy Dench too. And what I love the most about Judy Dench is she did no campaign oh, yeah. whatsoever. Doesn't care at all. <laughs> and doesn't give a shit. And gets nominated, which is kind yeah. of amazing because I know a lot of people were thinking uh, Katrina uh, Balfe would get nominated for supporting for Belfast. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, the grandparents are getting nominated instead of the parents. Um, but what Jesse Buckley does not only captivates you in those flashback sequences in The Lost Daughter, it also adds to Olivia Coleman's performance and vice yeah. versa. And I think they complement one another, but I don't think you can have one without the other and Buckley's that's why it's perf- great both of them got nominated yeah, yeah and and just looking at somebody who you know is at a point in their life where they're not sure if they really want to be a parent and they're also kind of struggling with wanting to maybe go a different way with their life without any judgment or um, bias in terms of you know uh, Maggie Hall's direction and writing and, and the performance is so beautifully done. And I think in the last few years, we've seen Jesse Buckley become one of the best actors working. And like, I'm just so excited to see what she'll be doing. Star of your viral tweet. Yes. One half of the X-Men, uh, a 24 (laughs) movie. Um, but also she's going to be in Sarah Pauly's next movie, uh, coming out later this year, which I'm sure she'll be in awards conversation again. And, you know, getting i remember watching beast with you exactly and being like wow she was really great didn't love the movie but she was really great yes and like in that movie you can definitely tell it's like okay this is a star making performance in a lot of ways and this will be the film that will kind of be the movie to get the attention of casting directors and directors and because of of that film Charlie Kaufman, you know, cast her and I'm thinking of ending things because Brie Larson had to drop out because of scheduling. And That's saw why Beast and Stephen like... Gagan put her in Doolittle as Queen Victoria. <laughs> and she sleeps through the whole movie. And she's <laughs> she's so compelling in that movie. But yeah, I, I really love Jesse Buckley. In that yeah, performance. she's great. And, she's great, dude. Um, I, I, that's where my heart is as well. And so. like even like with like the obnoxious stuff like on Twitter with like, oh, Jesse Buckley should be Poison Ivy in Matt Reeves' Batman sequel. I'm like, oh, I didn't see I that. I hate that. But at but the same I also time, I love like it. it because like even Colin Farrell was asked this on an, like an interview and he was like, yeah, I'm going to text Matt Reeves about this. So I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happens. I feel like that it's, it's much like the Dano thing seeming. Per- I know you didn't love him in the movie, but Dano seemingly being perfect for Riddler when you're just like, oh, yeah, he's cast. OK, that sounds right. Um, yeah. I feel like her as Poison Ivy would be perfect and I would love that. And you would have um, it would be interesting as well because you would have three Irish actors. We didn't talk about that Joker scene that they well, that, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to um, predictions for next year sure. because I think that that's going to be nominated for best live action yeah. short. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's save that then. Um, best supporting actor: Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, uh, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos <laughs> and Cody Smith McPhee for the power of the dog. As Eric's laughing, I made like a little shrug face. I 
love J.K. Simmons. I do not understand this nomination. We talked about this when we talked about the nominees. Um, just a, a a baffling, totally fine performance, but like to be nominated when there's so many other kind of supporting roles you probably could have put here. Like Jared um, Leto. Yeah, I know your boy Vincent Linden that you were pushing really hard, right? And like, or even um, Anders Danielson, uh, yeah, lie, lie or with, with, or yeah, with Lee with with uh, the worst person in the world. Yeah. Like, you look at those performances and you're like, okay, how how is this? And again, I love J.K. Simmons as well. I think he should have been nominated love for him. Palm Springs, and and you know is always is always good and he's not bad at being the car no it's just just uh, i forget i'm like what did he even i'm like all right anyways i'm gonna go with troy kotzer who has been winning of late uh i love him in coda um i think it would be a great moment uh my heart and my gut is with kotzer uh i know cody smith mcphee campaigned hard and i know he was a front runner for a while well he was the Um, critic's choice right yeah and and but my heart and my gut is with kotzer yeah, I think Troy Kotzer is going to win. I think it's a lovely performance. Um, it's not necessarily my favorite of the five, but it's not a bad win either. Um, my personal pick would definitely be uh, Cody Smith-McPhee for uh, The Power of the Dog. I think that that performance kind of really does change and reshape the last act of, of that totally. movie. And it's a very subtle performance. It's it's a menacing performance, but the motivations of that character the are also really deadliest twink. Yeah, demon twink, um, which and and he's just again one of those guys that has been. It's so weird that he got a BAFTA nomination for best newcomer when he has been working since two thousand and nine. Yeah. And the road, he's been in everything. Yeah, I saw the road um, at TIFF like over a decade ago. And yeah, he's just it, it's such a good performance and it's such a subtle performance. And the same mm-hmm. thing with Jesse Plemons in The Power of the Dog, who was a surprise nominee. You know those performances don't always translate when it comes to Oscars. They do well with critics awards, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it'll become an Oscar front runner. Just look at Ethan Hawke in first reformed. Um, I also really, even though I didn't love the movie, I also do like that. Kieran Hines uh, got a nomination, which is a, basically a career nomination for him. Yeah. He's been around since the seventies and he is always he like J.K. Simmons. He's usually always good, even if the movies he's in aren't great. But like I was even thinking mm. yesterday, like like oh yeah, he was in the Michael Mann remake of Miami Vice, and like just thinking of stuff like he that. pops up in everything. Yeah, or even like, like First Man, like the Damien Chazelle uh, Neil Armstrong biopic. Like he's always around and he's always good. Um, or even at the beginning of In Bruges, you know, like as as the priest that um, Colin Farrell's character sent to kill, he's yeah. he's been around forever, and he's just a solid character actor. And um, it's just nice to see when someone like that gets their due, even if the movie itself, yeah. like that's that's my positive take on like he was okay, he was Steppenwolf in Zack Snyder's Justice, and that's really why he got nominated. <laughs> the 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 Zack Snyder cut of the film really pushed that extra uh, mile. But yeah, I, I think Cody Smith McPhee would be my personal pick, but I think Troy Kotzer is going to win. He was Dr. Litvenko in Hitman Agent 47. Like that's why I love Kieran Hines. Cause he'll just show up in the most random shit, but then he'll also be fantastic in other stuff. And like you said, like even in bad movies, you're like, at least Kieran Hines is great. He's amazing um, in Coast Steven's- Rider. Yeah. Well, John he played Carter. the devil in that. In, in, God, in, he's but he, yeah, he's he was also, Mephisto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kieran Hines is Mephisto. We he replaced it. Peter Fonda. Um, he's amazing in his scenes with 
um, Eric Bana in Munich. Like I loved him as a part of the yeah. Mossad group and like his storyline and where that goes. And obviously I've talked about it before on, on the regular show that I think he is, in my opinion, if not the best Julius Caesar on HBO's Rome. Um, so yeah, again, like that's my, like, that's like the, the, the two side of the coin kind of thing where JK Simmons kind of feels like a throwaway nomination where Kieran Hines is also kind of a bit of a, like, okay, we're giving this to you because we like you. And also it's yeah. a career nomination, but I appreciate I'm sure it's just because JK more. Simmons is also well liked with everyone. Yeah. Right. Also like... did no campaigning, which, which I also yeah, really like. <laughs> I know. Uh, best actress. You have Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. You have Olivia Coleman for the lost daughter. You have Penelope Cruz for parallel mothers. You have Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos and you have Kirsten Stewart, uh, Kristen Stewart. Sorry. I got Kirsten Dunst and Kristen Stewart mixed up. Kristen That's Stewart. Be an interesting night for, um, <laughs> for Spencer. My bad. Um, oh God, my heart is with Olivia Coleman. And my gut has oh, with Nicole Kidman, Jessica Chastain. I don't know, dude. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, so this is the category. I would that love is if Kristen Stewart won. Nail biter but... of the evening yeah. because Jessica Chastain won the SAG. Yeah. Nicole Kidman won the Golden Globe. Yeah. BAFTA went to an actor who wasn't even nominated. Okay, uh, who Kirsten, won? Uh, Scanlon um, okay. of uh, After Love, which is a movie that still hasn't even been released in North interesting, America. As interesting, interesting. Um, Penelope Cruz was has, has hasn't been nominated anywhere. She didn't even show up in the BAFTA long list uh, for Parallel Mothers. Um, Kristen Stewart going into the awards season was winning all the critics awards, but again, critics awards don't translate to, you know, the Oscars. People thought she she might not even get a nomination. Exactly. But she, you know, she really like just got that carry her to a win now. (laughs) That's the thing. I I think Lady Gaga kind of was her own worst enemy during the awards campaign and the way she was talking about like, you know, being method in the role and stuff like that. And I think that that kind of turned off a lot of people. And I think that's probably also why, she didn't get nominated because she was also showing up everywhere uh, during this award season. But in terms of it, it's so weird because Coleman just won recently for the favorite also was nominated for the father for supporting actress last year. It's I, I honestly think that this is going to be the one where like, I'm going to play it safe and say Jessica Chastain's going to win because she's been nominated three times now. She's well-liked within the community. She's playing a real person that also goes a long way. Yeah. Um, it's a transformative role. That's why it's Chastain role. Kidman to me. I think Kidman originally was going to win, but I think being the Cardo's not showing Doing up in original well, yeah. screenplay or picture kind of is telling of that and i think that this is the year where literally you could pick probably any like you could pick i could i wouldn't necessarily be surprised if cruz wins because i think it's a way to on i mean cruz has won already for supporting actors for vicky christina barcelona uh for supporting but it would be a way to honor her work with almodovar which she's she's been working with him since the 90s and you know like Parallel Mothers was even hinted at in Broken Embraces with this poster, which was oh, yeah. back in 2011. So that's cool. You know, like it's one of those things where it could be honoring the, you know, the director actor relationship. The Alamotiverse. The Alamotiverse. The Al the Alamota Cruise uh verse. <laughs> um 
But then I could also see Coleman winning because of like where the BAFTA votes going to go because BAFTA didn't vote for Kirsten Stewart. She was snubbed there. Kristen so Stewart. I, Kristen Stewart. See, I'm doing it as well. <laughs> Kristen Stewart uh, didn't get nominated for BAFTA, so she might not have um, that group to fall on. Yeah. So I'm going to say Jessica Chastain, but I would not be surprised if Cruz or Coleman win. Um, and my personal pick would be uh, Coleman. Although I do think Penelope Cruz is very good in, in, in Parallel Mothers. I think the problem I had with Parallel Mothers is that Almodovar is amazing at melodrama and sort of looking at a character kind of going through something. But when he brings in historical elements about the uh, Spanish Civil War and the genocide of, you know, many, many people being slaughtered and buried in unmarked graves there is this tonal shift that kind of feels like you're getting a little bit of whiplash. Interesting. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat as you, like my gut was saying either Chastain or Kidman. And I think you might've convinced me to go Chastain. I mean, maybe to be different, I would go Kidman. Will we be chastising um, our, our picks by the end of Oscar night? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go. I think you're right with the Chastain pick. Like, and you're, you're I, I, but my, I wouldn't be surprised if even Kristen Stewart won, man. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, this is a toss-up category. She, I, I don't think she um, is. Like, she she has a shot. Don't get me there's wrong. All five I, of these women have a shot, I would say. And I think you're not wrong to pick any of them. I'm with you where my heart is with Olivia Coleman. I would be thrilled if she won. Uh, but I'm also going to go with Chastain here. Yeah. I'm just curious to see where that BAFTA vote would go. Like yeah. where, cause, cause Coleman wasn't nominated either for the lost. Daughter. Yeah. It was only so, Jesse Buckley. So who are all the Brits going to vote for? Yeah, cause apparently the Brits did not like Spencer. So, yeah. So I, that's why I think maybe you're right with Kristen Stewart, but she could still win. Um, I, I could mm -hmm. see that kind of being like, again, like the one person I don't think is going to win is, is Kidman. But then again, you know, never, I, I just think that she like, she hasn't really won anything. Yeah, like if 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 they're going to go with somebody that's playing a real person, I think they're going to go with with. with I Chastain. agree with you. Yeah, I totally agree. But uh, that best, is the category that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Best actor: Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. My heart is with Garfield. My gut is with Will Smith as much as it kind of pains me because I do not really love King Richard. I think it is a totally fine movie and I think he's a little cartoony in it, but they'll probably give it to Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith wins by, I hope that the Oscar, if they show Oscar clips this year, it'll be the scene where he takes that huge fart. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love Will Smith. I, I so do I. I an, an can't wait for I am legend too charismatic leading man and you know for him to you know make this movie as a passion project he's a producer he also got nominated for producing the film and best picture um it is is wonderful to see his his you know vision realized and you know this nomination being his third in um acting fourth overall is kind of like we haven't given you an oscar yet so this is going to be us you know finally kind of tipping the hat to you as yeah. a movie star, as an actor. And um, 
a lot know, of the like, same points you just made too about playing a real person yes. and like a lot of that stuff. It's so. a transformative role. It's yeah. kind of playing against his like ability as a, as a leading man. Um, I just wish like if it was the pursuit of happiness, that would be like, yes, I would totally, you know, like give him the Oscar for that. But yeah. this role, it's just like, okay, I, I like Will Smith, you know, he's fine. He's good. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like again. I lean towards good to not so good in that, like because I do find it it falls in that imitation kind of jarring, takes me out of it impersonation kind of thing. But right. um, I well, especially when you see the 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 real footage at the end of that movie, yeah. and you're kind of like, oh, I could just be watching any number of documentaries that has been. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about that whole movie, right? So yeah, yeah. And... But uh, who's your heart with in this? Is it so, okay? Denzel so this is or... this is this oh is Cumberbatch. An... I guess this is an interesting thing. So, again, I just want to quickly say with Will Smith, should have also been nominated, and you'll laugh. I think he should have been nominated for the first Men in Black movie. I think he is amazing in that film. Like, that performance <laughs> Not is... Not what I was expecting, but I'm I'm here for it. I love him in that movie. He's great, dude. He's so, so much. Good. Like that Bad one Boys scene... 1 also should have been nominated. <laughs> that Well, that one sort of, like, uh, sequence where he's brought into MIB and and yeah. trained and to see if he can make it as 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 a Men in Black or a Man in Black. Um, what happened to Barry Sonnenfeld? I know. Well, he directed. He Nine directed. Lives. And yeah, he did. And then he directed Schmigadoon, right? That yeah, and he also Apple did the TV Lemony Snicket series, which was like okay. his passion. So he's been doing some TV well. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um. But yeah, Will Smith in that movie is so good, and I kind of wish that he. None of the, the the three films he was nominated for actor, King Richard, Ali, and Pursuit of Happiness, don't reflect his comedic sensibilities. Yeah. And it's just a shame that he's never been nominated for anything. For something a little funny. Yeah. Ali's he's good. So good at I like that. Ali. Um, best actor is a weird one where it's like, I really love Power of the Dog. And I think Cumberbatch is good. It's really good in the movie. But at the same time, I also really love Andrew Garfield's performance in Tick, Tick, Boom. And the more I think about Denzel, I really love his take on an older Macbeth just being completely and utterly exhausted. But we've talked about this on the show before. There's a couple people that should be here that are not. And it bums me so much that Nick Cage it's not high praise for, it's for not Pig high praise yeah is not nominated because again I rewatched that one mm. um restaurant sequence it's so good that scene alone I mean it's just an amazing like it's 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 an amazing that comeback. Oscar clip would have been great <laughs> I know I know and it's and it's an amazing film and performance and I'm really excited to see him kind of like you know get back like that gq article that he did where he talked i haven't read the full thing yet but i saw the photos and everyone said the profile is fantastic and i'm like i i have my ipad back there i might read it before bed tonight because i've heard it's great i'm so excited for his like return to big movies but i also love that he never shit on the vod movies he was he didn't shit on superhero movies he never shat on vod stuff like he's his comeback kind of tour has been a lot of fun because and he sounded like intelligent when he says this stuff when he's just like yeah he has no shame in that vod stuff and he says like i gave it my all in every single thing that i did i just you know i I, i've heard that and i really want to go and read that article because i read that clip about the vod stuff yeah and so i have a lot of respect for for what again pig is the movie that reminded me of like why nicholas cage or when nicholas cage is great 
he's amazing. And, and yeah. that performance is, I think, an all-timer for him. It's right up there for me with, like, Raising with Arizona. Ad- I love Adaptation, too. And Adaptation, yeah. Like, he... So... Or even Wild at Heart. Like, the, yep. like that's the cage that was in Pig. Um, and then the other guy that should be here is Simon Rex. Uh, yeah, for Red God, Rocket, man. Who, yeah. I mean, to be honest, if he was nominated should win like that i absolutely agree that's the performance where it's like it's a high wire act it's coming from a place that's personal and not i don't think simon rex is a complete asshole like yeah his character in 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 red rocket but he understands kind of being down and out he's been very candid during uh the award season the performance itself is just so charismatic and captivating and you understand why people would kind of be suckered in by him to a certain degree and that kind of motor mouth verbal diarrhea that he's spewing out he's he's a better con man than bradley cooper's character in nightmare alley and again it's the kind of role that's like john travolta in pulp fiction or mickey rourke in the wrestler where it's like this amazing comeback performance and Mm -hmm. again if it was nominated it would be no competition i agree and i would i think that would have been a a fantastic person to go up on an oscar stage and just accept an academy award for best actor like simon rex rules and um I'm totally with you. I think that is the best performance of the year. Obviously, everyone, you know that how much I love Nick Cage. I think both of those guys should be here. Um, I'd probably like, have your Bardem for being the Ricardos. Come on, that's what I. I mean, I would bump Bardem and ironically Will Smith probably or Denzel, but um, I, I I don't know. Like I just um, I think everyone's good. It's just those two guys are are great in those movies so i totally agree with you um best director kenneth brana belfast uh ryusuke hamaguchi for drive my car paul thomas anderson for licorice pizza jane campion for the power of the dog and steven spielberg uh for west side story um i think it's campion right like even with even with kind of some of the fumbles (laughs) over the last we talked about it on the last episode if you guys want to go back and, and hear our thoughts. But um, I think even with those fumbles, I don't think that's going to stop her from winning. No, and I don't necessarily think that like Jane Campion's a bad person. No, either. no like no. I, in the way that like someone like Mel Gibson is a horrible person, but yet still gets nominated for Hacksaw Ridge for directing. So if they can let that slide, then I think they can give Jane Campion for slipping up and saying something a little stupid or silly. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, like not taking away that what she said wasn't dumb, but at the same time, it's not a deal breaker i don't think and 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 the movie itself is an amazingly directed yeah. film and and like i i it will be a great moment because jane campion will be the second woman in two years in a row to win directing and so um it'll be nice to kind of see that as well as is you know her getting her due because like she also was nominated for directing for the piano and lost to spielberg for schindler's list so so that uh, bastard better not win <laughs> i think i weirdly think we'll talk about this more with like what we think next year i think spielberg will very much be in contention again with next the year for the Fablemans. Yeah. so um, being a personal story so i almost like feel that, like yeah. there is maybe even that consideration with west side story where it's like we'll nominate you because a lot of people thought that spielberg was going to be brana or spielberg were going to be one of the two that missed in that category but the guy who missed was denny Villeneuve for dune which i think the thinking there is like half a movie yeah if he if he lands dune 2 and 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 completes it then he'll be a front runner yeah yeah and he'll win the oscar there but yeah i think this is jane campion's 
uh, to lose. I also think that Jane Campion is the best uh, in in this group. But I think should other, and will for her. Yeah, there are other people that should have been nominated. I mean, we've been talking about Maggie Gyllenhaal's script for uh, Lost Daughter. I think she should be uh, a nominee here. Category they should have is best f- first film or best new director or something. Yeah, like that. Uh, Julia like, DeCarno. I thought. Her work in in T10 was amazing. David Lowry for The Green Knight was incredible. They're taking Um, away awards from the show and really they should be adding more. (laughs) Right. Well, stunts and casting. Stunts and casting are the two that absolutely should be there. Stunts, casting, and I think a best first feature. Are yeah, and a Nickelodeon that... award, so someone can get slimed. First feature makes sense to me because then it's a bunch of movies that might not have made it. But then you know, I think sometimes they do that anyway. In in best director or best picture, they'll nominate someone's first film or whatever. But um, or you know, their second film, their first bigger film or whatever. But um, I really do think that that if you're trying to get people to be interested or or f- find new fresh faces and and stuff like that, I don't know. You need to kind of. That. remember when they were going to do the best popular film <laughs> which they're kind of doing now, now but instead of but just it's making not an actual thing, it's not an award that's given out yeah um i also think that raisuki hamaguchi being nominated for drive my car is a it's great awesome. nomination yeah. um it goes to like people remember i said short episode just past an hour and a half i mean this is still short for us yeah. you know this is this is like uh this is like Ambulance we're getting into best picture Bay. now um but like even someone like Joaquin Trier, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like six or seven for the worst person totally, in the yeah. world. Totally. Which also just got announced for Criterion. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that cover is awesome. Can't wait. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, so we're both with Jane Campion. Oh, and Drive My Car is coming out in July through Criterion. So, also, maybe I'll just, no, I'm going to watch it this weekend. Kidding. Um, best picture. This is it Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car. Half of Dune, King Richard. <laughs> that was the original title, Half uh, of Dune. Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Duke, and West Side Story. Um, so interesting, Eric. I, I will kick it off. Um, yep. There's probably a top three we're thinking, right? So everyone's kind of got Power of the Dog, Coda, and Belfast kind of right now, right? Or am yeah, I wrong? you've got two streamers versus a theatrical uh, crowd pleaser that kind of started its journey during the fall festival season. And that's what I'm – everyone's counting out Belfast now, but I think that plays a part into it because I feel Belfast like – Belfast is Green Book of 2022. Yeah, everyone is talking about Coda versus Power of the Dog, and I feel like you know the populist vote is in Coda. The critical vote is in Power of the Dog. And then Belfast is there creeping in that was the front runner back at like TIFF and the festival circuit when we first saw it. Um, But I think to your point, you bring this up every single year that does the Academy, is this the year they finally give it to a streamer? I think it would be hilarious if Apple won over Netflix (laughs) just (laughs) because they'll literally go. They put so much behind Power of the Dog. Like an incredible like they spent so much money campaigning on that movie and apple with all the money that they had they put the movie out they let it chill for a while and then it started to pick up steam and then they're like oh okay maybe we got a shot in this and then they're like started putting a little bit of uh, like mustard behind it and now coda seems to be the front runner and then you have power of the dog right behind that and then belfast just creeping up there and i feel like 
we're all talking about Coda and we're all talking about Power of the Dog and we're going to come Oscar night and it's going to be exactly what you've said for the last five years where they don't want to give it to a streamer and then Belfast wins and we're all like, huh, okay. And that's how I think it might happen, but I don't know. And then we'll never talk about Belfast again. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel like... Does that sound right to you? Do you think it yeah. will be one of the streamers or you, what? You summed up my opinions on this perfectly. I I think that I want to go with, with Power of the Dog. I so badly think that like it's a great choice to go. Like, I mean, I also love licorice pizza, but I understand why that's not going to happen um, for obvious reasons. But in terms of like how the Academy has been voting in the last couple of years, here comes another strategy overthinking things. You had movies like Parasite and Nomadland winning. Those movies are art house driven stories with austere filmmakers behind them. I still maybe almost... a bit more accessible than power of the dog. Both of those movies though. Yes. I mean, I mean, Parasite has the hurdles obviously of being, you a know, a, film, a, yeah. a, a, a Korean movie and a movie that, um, is tonally uh, different from anything that is being made or, or was being made in that year, or just in general for a lot of voters who aren't used to uh, a Bong Joon-ho movie or films from South Korea. And then with Nomadland, Nomadland is very much, you know, a very quiet, subtle, visually inspiring movie that isn't hitting you over the head, both dealing with... Um, uh, consumerism and anti-capitalism in, in their own ways so i could almost see like academy members being like oh, i don't know if i want to vote for another art house film like how many sam elliott's are in the academy as well and, and yep. how many um you know like how many people are thinking oh you know i i i gave that indie that weird indie movie a, a past two years running let's go with something that's easily acceptable or accessible and that mm. kind of comes down to belfast and coda again the streamer thing is going against it i don't think apple cares either way really. no. like if apple their film picture- thing is like this the seven or eighth division that they're thinking about and i think they they would be thrilled and i think they have obviously you know some they're putting a lot of money behind it and they're trying to get a lot of big filmmakers and i do think that they care it would just be funny that this is almost like they're feels like their first year actually trying and they yeah. might win. And we're Netflix. It's, it's almost mm. like, like someone trying to get the job or something or like wants to get ahead. And like the, the other person that gets into it kind of like fails upwards or like, yeah. just like doesn't, doesn't even try. It's that, just that person in school who's trying really, really hard and they still get like A's, but then there's that person who didn't do the homework, didn't study. And then they just show up and they also got an A and you're like, you yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Exactly. And that's kind of what Coda and the power of the dog is with, yeah. with Apple TV plus and uh, Netflix, especially again, a movie the- that they purchased and didn't produce necessarily versus Netflix producing power of the dog. I'm going to go with my heart here and just say that the power of the dog is going to be a way to kind of completely celebrate Jane Campion's comeback as well, because Campion hasn't made a, a feature since bright star. So it's been a while. She's obviously been doing TV with top of the lake and things like that, but um again i'm not completely sold on that either i i still think coda could yeah. win because coda did win the sag and a lot of sag members are also oscar 
members and the Academy's biggest branch in the Best Picture department where everybody votes is the acting category. And actors seem to love this movie. So, so that's why I am – I said all that stuff and said I, you know, Belfast could creep in. I am going to go with Coda. Um, and I watch, do – Watch Nightmare Alley win. <laughs> Do you think that there is a shot that's something that we're not even thinking of? Like, do you think Don't Look Up would be the one that would be like the shocker, but also kind not of like surprised, uh, not surprised. Not like, surprising because it's like Hollywood patting itself on the back for Yeah, the self righteousness of Hollywood, yeah. which is what that movie is. Um yeah. But again, it's also a streamer. So Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't I can't see anything but those three winning. Um but crazier things have happened. So uh, all that stuff I said where I would not be surprised if the envelope opens and they say Belfast and Belfast wins uh, because it is a traditional theatrical movie. It's safe. It's pleasant enough. Like it's kind of what Coda is, but even to me, like Coda is that, you know, with a tradition, uh, like, but with, yeah. a, with a traditional, yeah uh theatrical they're both uh, feel good movies i guess one you know being a little bit more personal but um you know if if does coda being a remake play into it i don't know if people are even thinking that hard about it i don't think people i I think a lot of people don't even realize that still no i don't think either it's strange like people were posting scenes from the original film and comparing it to uh coda and it's just interesting that yeah like it really hasn't been a, a topic of conversation that coda is basically even though it is an adapted screenplay um you know it has basically surpassed the original version and i think enough mm-hmm. time between the one that came out in 2003 and now yeah 20 so, years almost right yeah so so basically it's almost mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, like Coda's its own thing, really. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick with Coda. I do think it is that feel good choice. And I do think it would be funny if Apple just right out, out of the gate wins the best picture. And they yeah, could and do it. They could do it next year, too. Yeah. And a lot of people were talking about another thing that's interesting. The comparison is that Coda was like Little Miss Sunshine, where it premieres at Sundance, becomes this indie hit, is sold for millions of dollars to um, a major studio, uh, Searchlight being the company that picked up um, Little Miss Sunshine, and then over the entire year kind of picks up steam, is released in the summer, um, does well, doesn't do as well, but then kind of becomes an awards favorite and wins a bunch of stuff and then loses to The Departed. Um which a lot of people have compared that to the power of the dog, but the the difference here being the power of the dog is not as accessible as no. the departed. And also the departed. I mean, Jane Campion also has that narrative of, of being somewhat due, even though she did win an Oscar for screenplay for the, for the piano um, like Martin Scorsese um, had never won. So it kind of was like, okay, let's give him a best picture win and director that year. Yeah, totally. It'll be interesting. I'm excited to watch. Um, I think, you know, based on that conversation, it's not like a set in stone what's going to happen, which I think makes for the most interesting kind of Oscar nights. I, I, And there's still a thrill there. Like if you have a movie that you're really cheering for, like I remember when Parasite won, like that was a moment, right? Like that was yeah. awesome. Like I don't think any of us, we wanted it to happen. I don't know if anyone expected it to happen. And that was fantastic. And, you know, obviously the La La Land Moonlight moment is is infamous um it it was one of the wildest (laughs) moments in oscar history um you have last year even not siri i said oscar history 
um, uh, she mistook history for, I'm not going to say it cause she'll go off again. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, last year with switching the nominees, remember they gave out best picture second last to and best actor. They, Cause they thought yeah. Chadwick Boseman would win and yeah. it would be a really wonderful moment for his widow to come up and accept. And then that backfires. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even allow loud. Anthony Hopkins to to Zoom or Skype in or or send a message. And then the next day, he posted one on his social media accounts mm. and gave this really nice, touching speech totally. and paid homage to Ch- uh, Chadwick Boseman. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see what the ceremony's like. I don't love the idea of taking off seven awards. I don't to make room for Disney to perform another song from Encanto because we already know like I hope they play I'm assuming both songs will be performed at the same time but like like one like will medley. lead in they'll lead into the other like the nominated song will lead into we don't talk about Bruno but like it still feels kind of god really like you're to perform a, a song that's not nominated you're cutting some of the nominees out and I know they're going to show like a super cut of them winning and great moments from their speeches or whatever. Um, but I don't love that choice. The three hosts this year. Eh, I don't know. Like I just, I, I mean the idea of three hosts. I think each one of those women are, are, are funny enough, but like, I just, I don't know. I was fine being hostless and just move the show along. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know if that's really a draw from me. If anything, you get some awkward, like, bad stand-up or like poking fun at the movies or the people in the audience and i'm like i don't know if i need that um, and how long is that going to like how much time is that going to eat up so yeah and with three people doing it i don't know i'm very curious i know there's a tribute to james bond that they're doing uh, they and bafta already and did like, that too yeah so it'll be interesting to see um how the ceremony goes okay before we wrap up eric let's kind of do very early early predictions on next year or maybe not even predictions, but we can just kind of discuss how we think things might shape up, like what filmmakers have movies coming this year um, stuff. Maybe we've seen already that we're allowed to talk about that we can kind of mention. Uh, but again, this is so early we're in March. I mean, we're almost like we are a quarter of the way through the year. We haven't um, seen Morbius yet, so we'll let you know as soon <laughs> as we do if it's a, an awards player. So how do you feel? I'm going to go get some water quickly. Um, like, what are your initial thoughts on next year, this being this early already? Well, I mean, that always that's always the case where it's like as soon as, uh, you know, one award season ends with the Oscar ceremony on the Sunday night and, you know, the next day it's like, OK, let's clean the slate and begin again and look at, you know, films that have already played at Sundance that might be awards uh, contenders or movies that have been released already within the first few months of the year and seeing how that goes. But then on top of that, you have... Um, you know, a lot of kind of prestigious movies kind of in play. You have a lot of uh, movies that are bound for other festivals that are being kind of considered. And then there's films like Drive My Car where it's like, you know, you could never necessarily predict that that was the film that would have that crossover success or even the worst person in the world where, you know, they they kind of break out and, and, and get nominated in categories other than, you know, international film or like for Flea, you know, outside of documentary or, or even 
um, international film or, or animated movie. So, you know, you can never completely see what's, what's coming, but you know, if you look at where, some of the uh if you look at some of the nominees for this year specifically and kind of think like okay sometimes or usually there is one or two people that come back or are in the conversation at least uh uh moving back to um the award season so someone again like we mentioned spielberg where spielberg has his coming of age semi-autobiographical movie the fablemans um out later this year i believe it's in november uh where i could see michelle williams for best actress uh getting her fifth nomination and it could be her first win and um you could build a narrative there you could also build the narrative that this is the most personal spielberg movie and this is where like a lot of his inspirations came from you also have people in that film like Paul Dano and Seth Rogen, who I would love to get Seth Rogen an Oscar nomination. Yeah. I mean, Seth Rogen, I'd say the closest he ever came to probably even being considered would be for something like Steve jobs. Um, even though he's also really wonderful in Sarah Pauly's, um, take this waltz. Um, that could be something where it's like, you know, the comedian going against type playing a more dramatic role in the vein of like a Robin Williams. Paul Dano has never been nominated before either. And and thinking that Paul Dano was originally cast in uh, The Power of the Dog and Jesse Plemons's role um, is also interesting there. So, um, you know, and, and I think the Batman doesn't hurt that, you know, he has that as well, which I think the Batman could get nominated for cinematography. Uh, score. Does it get in for picture? It could. Maybe, but it is it is early. It's yet. early. I, I'm just saying it I, has a shot. I think adapted screenplay for sure. If Logan got in for adapted screenplay, I think the Batman definitely has a shot. Um, I, I made the joke earlier that it could get nominated for best uh, live action short for the deleted scene deleted with scene. Uh, uh, Barry Kogan's uh, Keegan's uh, Joker. Um, that is a movie that again, like it could show up in a lot of craft categories it could almost be a dune or nightmare alley next year um in, in in showing up in multiple places but it is still very early um you know we, we talked about apple with coda they have the new scorsese film coming out uh later this year as well uh killers of the flower moon which yep. has both leonardo dicaprio and robert de niro two of his muses working together the first time in a scorsese movie um de niro absolutely is- a lock it, 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 yeah. it, I can say that it would have to be the like, worst film yeah. ever made <laughs> yeah. to not get at least it's, nominated for yeah. best picture. Yeah. But like De Niro is playing like the human incarnation of the devil and DiCaprio, like the narrative there will be interesting with him because DiCaprio was originally going to play the role that Jesse Plemons is playing, which is an FBI agent. But uh, DiCaprio said, no, I'm more interested in this guy who marries into this first nation family and kind of is torn between, you know, wanting to basically take over um, the reservation and the oil uh, that's there and also being in love with the woman that he married, played by uh, Lily Gladstone. So that performance and that script was reshaped because of DiCaprio, because DiCaprio, it was going to be more of a procedural. And then they had to rewrite it when DiCaprio wanted that other role and it turned into more of a character study. So I could see that kind of being a big thing. There's a movie like Darren Aronofsky's The Whale, which I think could be Brendan Fraser's big Oscar, you know, chance like in the way that mickey work got nominated for the wrestler so yeah it could be um, interesting to see him pop yeah, in. yeah. And, and so there's 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 plenty of stuff out there i think like again 
it all just depends on where things lie because even oh totally like, it's way too early but yeah, like, like even everything everywhere yeah, all at once that's what i want which you guys can check out our review very very soon um yeah. it's coming out in in uh toronto it's already next it's already week. out in the u.s in limited yeah. release so we can talk about it we just haven't yeah. reviewed it yet which we will do very very soon because editing I, yeah I, that's editing. exactly where i was going but i i could even see more it just depends on how it how plays. plays and how the rest of the year goes right because yeah. it is Michelle early Yo yeah. and i think uh k uh hoi kwan um are both worthy of nominations i think he would probably go in supporting but mm-hmm. um though like in that and that narrative is also interesting as well because it's like this comeback original screenplay like yeah um but it also is – it's not going to be for everybody because it it's is – It's not. But that's why I think it has a movie. best picture chance and I yeah. hate being that guy this early. But like it's that kind of movie and I, I want to save it for a review. But it is that kind of movie that I think is truly special in the sense where I'm like you just don't – I don't know. It's wholly original. It's – again, the tone is, is interesting because it definitely won't be for everyone because it's got a lot of that Daniels kind of – really silliness but there is like a a, like a wonderful heart to the movie as well and i feel like when that all comes together with the action sequences that editing you're talking about being able to follow a multiverse story in the way that they did and have it be explained kind of very easily to the audience at least in my opinion and the cinema influences throughout the stuff it's satirizing the stuff it's uh, paying tribute to like i just think that uh it's a very very special movie and for me personally i'll be shocked if it doesn't stay at the top of my best of the year but then that's a good place to be in because if there's something later this year that's going to be better than that movie to me i'm like that's a fucking good movie and like i because i i tweeted this being like it's it's march and we already have four bangers because i think everything everywhere all at once the batman after yang and turning red are all phenomenal movies or at least fantastic movies and i think that's such a cool place to be in in early march and why i think you can have these conversations that we're having of like you know it is way too early and so many things play into it politics just all of this stuff does a movie fade does it land with everyone is it too weird is it too out there uh is it too much for people and i think all that could come into play with everything but it literally is everything. I had yeah. an everything bagel for breakfast today and yesterday. Um, what a movie though. So like, I can't wait to talk to you about it more, but I I do think that I hope it's that kind of movie that is carried for the rest of the year. Like I do think it will stick with people because for the people it lands with, I think it's really going to land at yeah. least even from the people who have seen it so far. So I hope, an, and I really think it could be a hit with like a modern audience. And I think they're doing it really really correct by doing limited release new york la san fran you've got some buzz from the festivals you move it a little bit wider people go holy shit have you seen this movie and they go where can i see it and then it finally comes out and then i feel like it i hope it does well and i hope it kind of gets carried but i think it's really really awesome but we'll see yeah and and like even with turning red like i feel that that should also be considered for you know original screenplay and obviously best song as well and um i think it it has a good shot at both of those again all of this is stu- still too early obviously a lock for an animated nomination and it's going to be yeah. competing against 
Spider Verse Part or into the no across the Spider Verse Part One. Now, yeah. are we going to say Dune is a part one? Are we going to be mad at Spider Verse Part One? We'll have well, to see I the movie. Well, I think it also depends um, on how the movie is structured. Is framed, right? Yeah, is yeah. it a complete movie or is it literally just half a movie? We'll see. And then Super Mario, you could have turning. They're going to say Light Lightyear. versus oh, Lightyear probably will make it in there too. It'll be the Luca. Um, <laughs> Uh, Lightyear will make it in. Will Mario make it in? But also, um, we're not even thinking of like, is there going to be any smaller independent? Oh, movies totally. Mario also... might, probably won't make it in. I'm joking. Yeah, but like, uh, but you never uh, know. I mean, it, it could depends be good. on the you year, right? Yeah. Um, but then, like, even even in other categories, like like something like After Yang is a movie that I think is too small, but it will probably show up in like, um, you know, crit- maybe some Critics' Choice, maybe some um indie groups maybe some regional critics groups that kind of stuff kind of like what spirit awards right yeah but like you look at that screenplay you look at screenplay should get performance or Haley lou richardson's performance or you know um justin h min like those performances are all really worthwhile and like i do think it will help colin farrell because Colin Farrell does have two movies that seem like they could be big Oscar movies at the end of the year, which is the Thai uh, cave rescue film directed by uh, a tour <laughs> filmmaker, Ron Howard. Uh, and then, and then he has the Martin McDonough movie that reunites him also with uh, Brendan Gleeson. And so you, <clears throat> you have an in Bruges. So he's got reunion. four things with the Batman and after Yang too. And he's so. never been nominated for, for an acting award. If he's before. going to, it's probably this year. Yeah. Um, you even have things like on the more populist side of things that, you know, both former best picture kind of nominees uh, with Jordan Peele having Nope this year. Um, you know, yeah. Get Out was a surprise kind of, you know, carried that all the way to the the Oscars. And, and then also Black Panther 2 is coming out this year, which I don't think that. I mean, who knows? We have no idea. It just start. It just wrapped shooting. Actually, I think today, as we're recording this, has obviously a lot of, you know, uh, uh, hurdles to get over with the passing of Chadwick Boseman and and kind of some of the troubles they had with uh, shooting and, and things like that. Um, I don't envision Black Panther two getting a best picture nomination like the first one did but hey you never know like that first movie getting a best picture nomination i think will that has some high expectations for the second as well right which i feel like the first one did not have that and that's maybe why it got carried to a best picture nomination if you're talking about bigger populist stuff um and then if you look at our like our most anticipated films of the year like a lot of stuff on there i'm not saying that like well i mentioned the sarah Pauly movie with francis mcdormand jesse buckley rooney mara claire foy uh women talking um here's how carrie mulligan can win uh next year uh she is in the uh investigative procedural about exposing um the harvey weinstein sexual assault allegations and she said which is going to probably be a very big movie uh coming out uh later this year you Mm -hmm. also have um ari aster's uh disappointment boulevards which also might be a little too weird but i mean joaquin phoenix's performance might be something that people gravitate towards Yeah. yeah um you have uh olivia wilde's don't worry darling coming out this year you yeah have... florence Pugh has a few movies yeah. this year that i feel could give her 
uh, a nomination for Best Actress. She also has the movie that she directed with uh, Sebastian Lulio, um, who directed A Fantastic Woman and both Gloria and, and Gloria Bell called The Wonder, which is a Netflix movie um, about an Irish nurse who goes to a small village to see this quote unquote miracle. Mm hmm. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. So we're very early and who the hell knows? Like Aquaman could... 2. <laughs> yeah. Or that was moved to uh, next year, I think. DC League of Super Pets. Um, Best animated film. Yeah. Uh, well, Eric, this has been great. Another year. Although we're, our next episode is literally going to be talking about the Oscars still. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah count my chickens before they hatch uh we'll be talking about uh the oscars on the next episode the 119th draft which will be soon after this um the shelf life on this podcast very short so if you're listening to this after the oscars i hope you enjoyed how wrong we were probably um but we appreciate you listening or watching either way uh if you like this we have another show called the untitled movie reviews that we would love for you guys to check out we have reviews right now for um the lost city uh for x uh for deep water from the rod father himself adrian lynn um line so yeah fuck i get that wrong every time uh the outfit after yang the adam with Project. the other rod father mark uh, rylance yeah um domi she's turning red. <laughs> turning red which we mentioned uh you know fresh the batman which we mentioned tons of reviews and we'll have a review for everything everywhere all at once very and very soon and moon night very soon those will be early next week um and then uh, The Lost City, you guys should be able to listen or watch right now. Uh, one-stop shop, head, head over to Letterboxd, Untitled underscore Movies. Everything's over there. And as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can follow me on all the social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on RogersTV.com slash CinemaScene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. The Oscar goes to... Uh, Oh, okay.